Looks like we're live, everyone. What's happening tonight? Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to yet another edition of the Xbox Roundtable podcast, this being show number 260. Welcome, 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 everyone, as we're just starting to get into things. Naturally, I'm the host, Invader, and I gotta say, I'm really happy to see you all here. Then again, when are I, right? Uh, we have all kinds of different things to touch on tonight. Uh, we'll discuss a couple of uh, new game releases with Age of Empires 2 Definitive, Definitive Edition making its way to Xbox. Uh, really excited to talk about that. And of course, the Dead Space remake. We'll highlight that later on. Also, some different bits of news making the rounds. Uh, rumors of the Coalition having a few side projects uh, getting cut. And of course, a few other things Xbox related. Touch on all that and so much more. But of course, I cannot wait to begin and uh you know hey i gotta introduce all the wonderful people on tonight's show first up we've got a returning guest here you might recognize him from the chat dots buddy pal how's it going it's doing well this is a good week for xbox i mean and it's already looking like a good year for xbox too um brutal honesty i really i actually dusted it off just this week to play Age of Empires 2 Definitive, and I can't wait to talk about that, um, but, you know, it felt good booting it up, I mean, and updating it, seeing the UI, feeling the controller in my hand, I was like, you know what, this this still feels right, like, I, I play on the PC primarily, but I, booting up the Xbox again, I was like, this just feels right, so, always happy to be here, always happy to talk about Xbox stuff. All right, all right. Well, I cannot wait to hear uh, your thoughts and opinions on uh, quite a few things here, especially the Age of Empires, of course. Moving on down, we got Mr. Crusader here. How's it going, man? I'm good. Um, I uh, spent my Saturday at a used game store picking up a whole boatload of uh, uh, used 360 games that you can't get digitally. Uh, mm. I got the Fear Files standalone DLC. I got um, the the first Space Marine, and I got um, uh, Hunted the Demon Forge. It was a game published by Bethesda and uh, developed by In Exile, mm -hmm. and for some reason, it's not backwards compatible. Yeah, I was wondering but about I picked, that. I mean, it didn't do very well. It's not very good, but it was ten dollars, and I was like, I'm not gonna pass that up for ten bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you mean... I also got a steal on Space Marine because they didn't have a box for it, and they're like, "We're sorry," and I'm like, "I will take it without the box." They're like, "It's ten dollars," and I'm like, "Awesome." Well, Space Marine is a pretty awesome game. I did do another run through of it in the summertime, and I'm really looking forward to the sequel coming. Well, sometime later this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a 40k fanatic. Love all that stuff. Uh, not a Marine player traditionally, but I definitely love all the Imperial stuff. But uh, yeah, Space Marine's good, guys. Check it out. Uh, let's see. Moving on down the list, we got Centurion. Buddy, how's the weekend been? Yeah, it's been a pretty good weekend. Just <clears throat> playing some Dead Space here and there. Uh, playing way too much Elder Scrolls Online as usual. And kind of like 
I don't know, freaking debating with people that freaking, I don't know. I just heard some shit over the freaking week that was just like Elder Scrolls had no place being on stage at the direct and that freaking it should have been <laughs> just a press release. And I was like, dude, fucking that game makes $14 million a year and it caters to almost sometimes 200,000 people a day. So please explain to me how this game is like, uh, is like nothing just because it's not your style of game apparently fucking it doesn't deserve anything you you want the ultimate ammunition to fight people like that i it's been in steam's top 100 for 417 weeks now well, since it launched well, um, see, and that's the other thing like i've tried to like me and uh blue were talking about it last night like when elder scrolls first started it generated i think like around 1.4 million dollars a year and they've grown that to over $14 million a year. Actually, hope, um, if by the way it's growing, it'll be over $15 million this year. And that's where I'm just like, so it's not just a, a shit game. It, I mean, like, literally, the developers have done a good job of crafting and cultivating uh, the fan base and giving them what they want to keep coming back and consuming the content. And like, I mean, like, dude, like we'll get into this later to, uh, in the show, but we're right now seeing so many games as a service being basically shut down or basically neutered and Elder Scrolls Online is like full on freaking uh, keeps growing. Yeah, it's, it, I know it's one of the top 10 MMOs um, population wise. Maybe top so, five. I don't it's think up. it's top five. It uh, might be. I don't know. Like this is, I would have to say, I never got into World of Warcraft, and I never thought in a hundred years that I, 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 I remember when I would play uh, on Xbox, like before I, I, we went and checked. My first achievement was in uh, 2016, um, and before 2016, I ne I was always like, oh god, like World of Warcraft, you'll never see me playing a game like that. And then my buddy gave me Elder Scrolls Online, and it's been basically a love obsession since. So. At that point, I, I love being proved wrong, and I totally have enjoyed it. That's why I say never knock it until you try it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, I don't get why there were so many haters for it, to be honest. I mean, Elder Scrolls Online, again, people talk about it. It's good. I mean, I, I haven't touched it personally, but, I mean, so many people in our sh on our show, our panel alone have, and uh, I don't know, again, I see a lot of interest. It's a big IP. Like, how can you ignore it? <laughs> It's a very big IP, and then I love the, the comment of uh, Microsoft copied Nintendo for the Nintendo Treehouse events on the Developer Direct, and it's like nobody knew that Bethesda um, Zenimax was doing these events every year at the end of January, and this is like literally Zenimax always did what they called the the Elder Scrolls Online Developer Direct. They had the developers come on at the end of every January and explain what they were doing to Elder Scrolls Online. And like all of a sudden, it's like Xbox came up with this idea, and somehow Elder Scrolls Online has invaded it. And I'm just like, dude, if you knew anything, freaking Elder Scrolls Online has been doing this annual event for years. So Xbox buys the company, and all of a sudden that that, that like ah. Throw it in the trash. Elder Scrolls who? I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. No, I hear you. I hear you, man. But, uh, no, just ignore the haters, honestly. Uh, they make no sense. Moving on down the list, Eric Shockley, pal. Uh, what's happening? Not much. Just uh, trying to 
right my wrongs as a kid of you know never beaten double o or beaten gold nine double o seven. I'm at the train, which is like such an annoying thing because you have to get all the way through and like shoot Ormov and shoot uh, Zinnia without shooting oh. Natalia. Yeah. But I keep nailing her in the face each time. It's the only person I actually hit. Uh, but I'm I'm getting I'm becoming a pro to where I'm like don't even take a hit until the end. <laughs> but no, I'm just been messing around with that. But I want to get back into Dead Space. I had a few hours into that. I just got sucked into going back and beating all these missions and doing all the objectives. But um, mm -hmm. but yeah, ready to get into these uh, topics. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been hitting up the Golden Eye too the past week. I've been doing some uh, achievement guides, speed runs. Uh, haven't got to the double O agent uh, specific ones yet, but <laughs> yeah, train is gonna be fun doing that. Oof, oof, that's uh, that's a toughie. Very claustrophobic. <laughs> uh, moving on down, General MLD, buddy. Awesome to have you here as always. How's things? Yeah, doing pretty good here. Uh, finally, uh, well, I redeemed my own childhood too by finally beating Goldeneye. Never did that back in the day. Uh, pretty, pretty good game. It, I mean, yeah, it's an N64 game. It shows its age in parts, but it was a lot of fun. Like, I imagine, like, the Xbox controller helped. The game being in 4K helped clean up the visuals, but I, I had a great time. So there's that. I otherwise just been chipping away at uh, Callisto Protocol and uh, about halfway done Hi-Fi Rush. I should hope to finish that by next weekend. So, yeah, uh, that's me. Looking forward to today's talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I got... Uh, it's a surprising amount of games <laughs> that we have to look forward to. I totally forgot. I thought, you know, late January, whatnot. Oh, you know, we'll have nothing really to play. Man, you know, Hi-Fi Rush was a surprise. I'm still early early on in that. Uh, GoldenEye dropped, and I, I had to revisit, uh, you know, put on my nostalgia glasses and whatnot. Uh, had to. And, yeah, Age of Empires 2. I've been playing through that. Oh, we'll be diving into uh, that very soon. But, yeah, you know, lots and lots of stuff to play, and uh, plus all the backlog games too, right, guys? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Uh, never a boring mo moment, especially right now. Uh, just a heads up, guys, Timmy won't be making it tonight. Uh, he's kind of out like a dog, so to speak, but uh, no pun intended there, honestly. <laughs> but uh, don't worry, he will be back on, on the next one. And a reminder to everybody listening in that you can find the show on many, many different platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Rumble. Again, all kinds of different places listed in the chat. Just, hey, you know what? If you want to get your TXR fixed somewhere else, or hey, just want to support us on other platforms that you're a part of, then please give us uh, a sub. It would be very much appreciated. Also, guys... Thumb up this video, uh, this show right now, and share it out as it would really help us out and engage more with others. And hey, get them all in here. Come on, you know, put the bullhorn out. Let everybody know that we are live. But okay, guys, without further delay, why don't we start digging into things with our very first topic of the night. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition has finally made its way to Xbox or Xbox platforms, you know, series, uh, the series consoles, Xbox One, and so on, and Game Pass, of course. It's been getting some pretty solid reviews from the looks of it, and a lot of word of mouth I've been noticing too. I know I've been passing it along as I've uh, played it, put in a few hours into it. I'm curious what everyone here thinks of it. I know some have given it a try. 
Dots, my RTS enthusiast friend, uh, why don't I lead off with you here? Uh, what are your thoughts of uh, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition on console? Uh, you know, please share with us. <laughs> Game sucks, don't play it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, that's it. Bye bye. Um, yeah, next topic. Let's move on. Um, no, okay. So, in, in brutal honesty, like, I'm, I very much the, the PC RTS, you know, enjoyer. I'm not a hardcore player. I don't play competitive. I mostly like to play against AI with friends and whatnot. But picking it up, first of all, I haven't played Age of Empires 2 in like over 10 years. Like, it, it is. I, I think I started playing it back like when my brother got me into RTSs because he's my brother's really the one who got me into you know StarCraft One back in the day, um, Age of Empires One, then Age of Empires Two. Um, I think he bought me Universe at War, but that was that's its own little you know I'm, that's that's its own little it's genuinely a terrible I, game. I don't want to get into that one, <laughs> but no, so. I haven't played Age of Empires 2 in a long while. When the Definitive Edition came out on Steam, I bought that. I played through a little bit of it. It's it's archaic compared to, you know, Age 3. Hell, even Age of Mythology, which by far is still one of my favorite Age games, if not my favorite Age game ever. I'm sure Crusader can agree with that, too. Um, but for, for different reasons. But um, I think the the thing that really hit me was besides obviously dusting off my Xbox it, it wasn't that it was hey let's make Age of Empires on controller that really hit me it was definitely a lot more that it was had so many accessibility functions added in that made it so that anyone could play it because RTS's are definitely not everyone's play style I know, for example, Crusader is very much a turn-based strategy player with Civ-type games because a lot of people like to take time with their turns, and that's not a bad thing. That doesn't make them inferior or superior to anyone. That's just a different play style. I like RTS base-building games. That has always been my favorite you know, genre of, of RTS. And, you know, Age of Empires is, like, the definitive base-building RTS game. It, it pretty much the one that started it all so pulling it up on the console pulling it up on controller of all things because i mean the only other controller rts game i ever played was halo wars and obviously halo wars one and two is fantastic like is i i will not say it is better than age of empires 2 because they are still technically two different t styles of rts but the thing i like about uh, age of empires 2 on controllers the accessibility functions there were so many that made it so easy, in my opinion, that, like, you know, anyone who's never picked up an RTS, like, even just the tutorial, like, it really showed that they put care into crafting the game around the controller, crafting, you know, the controls around, hey, you can be an RTS master and really get in the nitty-gritty using controller, and you can, you know, min-max and micro manage and, and macro manage and do all this stuff or hey you know i'm not that great at rts's i'm new to this the game can get with controller can at least guide me through to you know playing you know correctly controlling armies 
automating the villagers such a great feature by the way probably the best part about the whole thing mm -hmm. and you know hey tell him to auto scout you know tell them to auto build this um one of the one of the cool things is you know i i want a building here usually you select a villager and you say hey villager i want you to build here versus oh i want a building here a villager in your auto queue of resource gathering will go over and do that and then go back to resource gathering it's fantastic like i i really i'm honestly i'm honestly envious and i wish that they would implement those types of features into the pc version because they still don't at the moment i think that would be something good they could do because even using mouse and keyboard i think there's as an accessibility function giving a way to you know have your villagers automate gather and automate build would be really beneficial to get more people into rts because i would i would like to say like comparing it to halo wars because i would say in terms of console players that's really the the main one that people go to um you have i would i would say age of empires 2 definitive edition can get more complex than halo wars there is a lot more micromanaging and macromanaging to do because in halo wars the buildings gather for you and you make and you play the rock paper scissors you know vehicles uh aircraft and and infantry and then you got your super unit and then you have two you have two resources in age of empires you have four resources and you have villagers that have to go collect them and you have to manage your villagers and then your base plots there is no base plots you actually have to build out you know an age of empires it's in the name and um <laughs> you know it, 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 they're two different games and you know i've seen competitive uh halo wars gameplay firsthand uh crusader and i actually have a friend who was like you know in the was... top three he yeah, it was like three. three in the U.S. or something. I think I think he hit number two, but he he was in the top three of the U.S. Halo Wars two players, and I've seen him play, and he like it 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 it, it baffles me how like how well he can manage that game, and you know, and then compare that to you know a basic game of Age of Empires, you think you know oh Halo Wars is more complex. If you guys have not, and you are interested in RTSs, you need to watch high competitive. Age of Empires 2 tournaments. They still exist. They st they've ex people don't even play Definitive Edition. They play the OG on PC. It still exists. They're crazy. Absolutely yeah, insane. Like, watch. It 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 it, it, you, it baffles like you think and, and and people, you know, when you think RTS tournaments, you think StarCraft. And that's like, you know, the the very casual, well not casual, but you know, the whole hey, you know, you have this really really high tier south korean player who you know has you know 50 million hotkeys and 18 buttons on his mouse and you know he's doing all this you know fancy stuff and whatnot people do that you can do that in age of empires too and i and i believe with controller you still have that opportunity you still have that ability but it, when you if you don't and you're still at the bottom rung and you're like i'm just learning the game it really it really it it holds your hand as much as you want it to because you can turn those accessibility features off if you don't like them, and if you need more, it's got them. It, it really, it really does play for the player at the level they want to play at. It's the same thing. You just you don't want to get play against real people. Play against AI. You want to challenge yourself. Up the difficulty of the AI. 
that's too challenging, go back a rung. You know, play with your friends. Yeah, cool, excellent. You know, play co-op campaign. Uh, we'll talk about that later. And um, <laughs> and yeah. it, it's it, it's such. If they do the, honestly, for me, what this is telling me is that not only is it excellent, I love it. Age of Empires 2 is on Xbox. People can cross-play it with both Xbox PC and Steam, which that's awesome. Um, hmm. Because more cross-play, the better, honestly. Uh, especially with RTSs. We need the full community behind this. You know, the RTS community, they're passionate, but they're, you know, smaller in number than other com communities. We're not like COD. Correct me if um, I'm wrong. It's play anywhere, too, right? Like, it, it like it's yes. if you yes. buy the game on Xbox, you get the game on PC with the DLCs. Uh, if you I, bought it with DLCs, yeah. If you didn't buy it with DLC, yeah, it, it is it is the full. You know, you can play it on your phone. It, it uh, yeah, all that stuff. But um, honestly, what I'm more excited for with this is the fact that how the, at least just use the thinking about playing it on controller, ignoring you know the game itself's you know positives and negatives. I'm looking forward to Age of Empires 4 hitting Xbox later this year. It is a it is a very good sign for what what's going to happen with Age of Empires Four coming later this year on Xbox. So that's that's definitely the the like those are the highlights of all of that. Like honestly, mm -hmm. um, uh, negative wise, I mean, Age of Empires Two is an you know it's an old game. Uh, that's not a bad thing, but obviously for it's rough <laughs> for people who aren't used to that. If you jump from Halo Wars 2 to Age of Empires 2, you're going to hit with a flash bomb, a flash grenade of, you know, oh, God, you know, the pixels. Um, I mean, even the graphics were have been updated, and they look great. Um, they oh, look yeah, no. Than, it looks it look better than OG uh, Age of Mythology, but, you know. Uh, Honestly, the most the negatives I've picked out were mostly when um, Invader and I actually, if you see on the gameplay, we played the co-op campaign. Um, <laughs> there were some issues, mostly just the campaign itself. But then we we played we played other things together, and and we came to the, it's it's um the UIs still archaic. Every time we finished a campaign mission, we had to go back to the main menu, re-lobby up, and then start a new mission. Yeah. And if you wanted to stay in your group, you just had to replay that mission because it said the replay function was in beta, which that kind of concerned me that a game that's, you know, what, two decades old at this point, almost, uh, has, and even though, yes, I know the Definitive Edition updated it, but, like, I don't think there should be any beta functions in a game this old, even if it is, like, a, a remaster of the game. So... That that was a little rough, um, in other in other senses, like you know, uh, I don't know. It, it it's still sl the game itself is still kind of slow. Like if you're your early game, now we could obviously up the speed of the game. Um, we didn't do that in our game, but you know, it, a lot of the game was just sitting around and waiting for resources to build up, and there wasn't mm -hmm. really engagement. So, but and, and and that's you know everyone has a different play style because you know well me and Vader were sitting around waiting for resources. I'm sure there's that you know that one guy in the top tier who's like, hey, I'm gonna send my one archer around and just start picking off villagers, micromanaging that you know at you know 
500 clicks a second and <laughs> oh boy. and you know harassing them while also you know perfectly you know telling their villagers to to like macro harvest this and you know other you know crazy rts lingo and, and but you know that's not for everyone and i that and that's also and that's another reason why you know with a game this old you know it you give it respect you you give it you know its pedestal because it is a great game and it, it is it's a legend in the rts community and just in gaming in general and but now we can look to the future and be like okay they got the controller scheme down. Now yeah, let's put it, it felt on the good. New let's it put it on the good. new game. Let's put it on the new game. Put it on Age of Empires 4 when that hits Xbox. That's going to be the, the time to shine. That's going to show that this the, that this company is like, hey, we can take these RTSs. We can put them on console. Give the console more RTSs. Give the Xbox console more RTSs. Because unless they remake a um, universe at war... Ugh. Uh, we got good ones. We got good ones here. Come to Xbox. We got RTSs. Because well, Halo yeah. Wars, you know, Age of Empires, n not including Universe at War. Um, Invader, you mentioned Iron Harvest. I have not tried that game. I would mm. love to give it a try at some point. Um, but yeah, no, th this this is the console to play RTSs on now. Because I, I looked a while back and I'm like, you know, Apparently, our, I think Iron Harvest is on PlayStation 5, but I, I mm -hmm. obviously don't have one. I've never played it, but there, I don't think there is really a, a place for RTS players on that, on PlayStation, and th that's a shame, but that's the case. And so you want RTSs on a console? You want RTSs anywhere, you know, with through Xbox, you know, play it on your phone, play it on your um, your Steam Deck even now. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you, you got RTSs everywhere now. The touch controls are actually really good too. I've not tried full that. touch controls. I've not tried. I've not heard anything about that. Oh, yeah. Wait. When you when you get to your part, well, you can talk about that. Unless you want to move to him now. I'm I'm done with my tangent. I I love the game. It, it's an RTS, but it it's it's. I won't say the grandfather of RTS is because that's Age of Empires one, and that's a whole different beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, I haven't played the first one, but apparently, yeah, they are a different beasts than themselves. Um. But no, that's a pretty good overview, Dots. I mean, I had fun uh, playing with you the other night, uh, which I could have spent some more time with you. But yeah, you're right. I mean, enjoyable. When, what do you mean when we were both playing? Because when we were playing the Attila Hunt campaign, oh. that first half was just me. You were just watching me play. Yeah, I was about to say, and uh, that's actually what's on right now. And the, like, you were literally just like standing there waiting for your pips of health to like regain for like five minutes or so. Oh, you know, it was it was so weird because you you had a single unit and you had to fight off five archers and another unit just like you. You had more health and did more damage, but you at the end you always like came out on the lower. And if you died, you had to restart the entire mission. So we had to. I killed all the archers, separate it because they're hero units. They heal themselves. We both heal ourselves, so we just had to wait. And I have yeah. 450 health, so I had to wait 450 seconds to fully heal. And then we glitched it where I ran back to the base and it set all of our enemies to allies. And so I went into the diplomatic section, set all those allies to enemies just for me. And I was able to attack him and he didn't attack back because we glitched the campaign because it's an old game. They didn't fix those things. I'm not complaining, but it was so weird. Age of Empires 2 is great. You should get it. <laughs> 
Yeah, from what I played, it is pretty fun. But uh, yeah, no, good synopsis there. And uh, yeah, it was a fun time playing. I'll definitely try and uh, spend some more time with it. I was playing uh, a little bit before I came on here. Uh, yeah, Crusader. I mean, I don't know if you had any uh, chance to play with it. You were just talking about touch controls. But uh, yeah, so you got any thoughts on this? I watched um or like the, like listened to some coverage from uh Jazz and Window Jazz Corden and Windows Central, and cause, like they usually do coverage of the touchscreen stuff because like I, that's not a game I'm gonna play on my phone right. But from what I saw, it has like full touchscreen controls. Like um, what's that? What's that game that came out last year that uh uh As Dusk Falls? Like how it's like full touch controls and not just like an emulated uh uh controller on the screen. Okay. I'm pretty sure it has full touch controls from what I saw. Which is wild. All right. Um, but that's like that's all I have about it. Like, I I'll probably play it eventually. I I'm not the biggest RTS guy, as, as Dot said. But like, you got I really Buttons. like we games. could do four v fours against AI or hell, yeah. there's six of us. We could three v three. Like, yeah. Um, it, it's so easy to access. Yeah, I I, I like um the fact that it is. It, it is an uh, old game getting ported to a new audience, because that always makes me happy generically for any game. And the fact that it is full cross-play, even though, what, Age 2 came out in, like, what, 2018, 2019, the, the Definitive Edition? Yes, or mm, maybe yeah, either 18 or 19, something like that. Yeah, the, the fact that they went back and got, and, like, were able to make it cross-play with everything, that that's always awesome to see. Because, like, that's not always very easy to do. Like, look at, like, Monster Hunter Rise from Capcom. They couldn't get it done there. Besides the Xbox to Xbox Store PC version. Mm. Um, but, yeah. I, I think... I, 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 I watched some gameplay. I think it looks like it plays really great on the, on the consoles. Oh, no, it does. I can uh, definitely uh, say to that that the controls are surprisingly good. And... and also, doesn't it perform, like, exceptionally well on, like, even the original Xbox? Because, like, Dots, you have an, a, a 1X, correct? Like, you, you, I know you don't have a series. Correct. I have, you... I have, I have the 1X. Yeah, and you didn't it, it have, performance-wise, it, it played well? Butter. Fucking butter. <laughs> That's what I've been hearing, too. Yeah, that the, even on the... Xbox One, yeah, it's been uh, performing very well. I would be well. impressed. If, I would be impressed if the hardware couldn't handle this game, but like that's that's a whole different issue. Well, that's what I was wondering too, because you know I was a big uh, proponent of having RTS like for Microsoft and Xbox to get more involved because they have so like they have quite a few uh, again these. Um, really really critically acclaimed rts games in their back catalog and it's like yeah you have to work out the controls and the logistics of it but i mean you know people want rts games on console just you know it'd be or again cloud or whatever it may be but you know, just to have more access to them and i'm just i'm happy to see that uh you know they've been working on it hard behind the scenes and then we got age of mythology coming a lot to look forward to can't wait uh, plus uh, you know a few other games of course uh let's see moving on down the list here general mld pal i mean i know you've been busy playing some other games did you get a chance to sample uh, age of empires is it your cup of tea what do you think uh not as of yet but i think uh dot certainly sold me on this game I, it's definitely now a, a must play down the line for me because uh at, at its core i'm a turn-based guy 
but StarCraft, the original one, uh, and Halo Wars 1, those games were defining games for all the games I've ever played. Like, I put a lot, a lot of hours, I can't even count them, uh, in those two. So, I'm glad that Xbox, uh, it's kind of like an RTS renaissance now. Like, back in the day, like, they really went hard in the, in the 360 gen. You had Halo Wars, you had Lord of the Rings, uh, Command and Conquer, Tiberium Wars, Supreme yeah. Commander 2. You guys mentioned uh, Universal War, though. I guess it wasn't that good, if you guys, the way you guys were talking about it. <laughs> Very buggy. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so, I mean... There was, like, one that... faction you could play that was, like, viable, because the other factions were either too complex or too yeah. simplistic and weak. And oh, the wow. icon for the art on the achievements list doesn't even yeah. work. It, it's completely broken. It, like, if you go to my achievements list on Xbox, you will see that the, the achievements list just totally borked for it. Wow. Like, uh, I, I guess they all can't be winners. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. It, it, it is... <laughs> don't, don't, don't buy that game. I will not. Okay. So, so I mean, it looks like we're going to get that renaissance again now because we got uh, Age, of, Age of Empires 2 and 4 and Age of Mythology. I think last year we saw, like, Rise of Nations listed on console. Aura as well. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's coming back again. And I like that about Xbox. They're actually they support niche genres and these these like these smaller but more but equally dedicated and vocal communities. I, I love that. So I mean I mean when I got when I got room for a massive time sync kind of game, this is definitely gonna be one to do. Like I'm still chipping away at uh Persona 5, and that's a, a very long game, but <laughs> I think this might just be just be up there though, because um, the way you, I, I knew this game was accessible, but well, Dots, you really explained it pretty good there, like how it holds your hand as much as you want to. That sounds pr pretty good, actually. Like that—that's th that, that's very intriguing for me. And I hear the campaign's like very, very, very long if you do all the scenarios right. And yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the Metacritic's like what eighty-seven something, something like that. It's pretty it's like high. An well, it's yeah, and the thing is too, it's not just like the review outlets. Like you see the user scores too; mm. they're very high up there, close to a nine for both. Yeah, exactly. So that shows me it's not a very, it's not a lazy port. Like they put effort into this, and, and it shows. It's a great way to kick off the year. You got something uh, classic like this combined with something new like Hi-Fi. It's a nice one-two punch for Xbox. Uh, really good on them. So, and if this turns out well, I think Age of Empires 4 is a, another guaranteed win for Xbox. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled now for choice now. I think I might as well wait for both to come out and just see uh, how, how they stack up with each other and just go, go from there. So, yeah, good, good, good on them for, for getting a good game out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I will say, too, they do a good job of explaining things at the beginning as well, like... There is some hand-holding, but, like, they do a good job. It's very uh, even. I think I think the only question you asked me oh. was, like, how to build a barracks. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the thing that made that different from Halo Wars is when you have Halo Wars, you select the plot and you have your wheel and those are all your buildings. Age of Empires 2 has two wheels. You have yeah. your economic villager wheel and then you have your military wheel and you just had to cycle back and forth between them. But the fact that that, like, that was his only question for me. That means that the tutorial did a good job because I was expecting him to be like, hey, you know, remind me how to do this. Remind... The fact that he only had one thing, like that means the tutorial, which obviously is not in the PC version because it is built for console, you know, controller. 
that was great. That means that the tutorial did a great job in an RTS game. So, mm -hmm. well, yeah. it's like I knew I knew it was somewhere. I just I totally forgot that there was like a second wheel, right? I just had to hit something and then it was there. So, um, but yeah, you know that was basically it. I mean, everything else was done. It's pretty well laid out. Uh, let's see here. Eric Shockley, pal. Again, I know you've been playing some other games, but, uh, I don't know. Is this on your radar? Uh, Age of Empires and, uh, you know, just what, what do you think of it? Is it your cup of tea or, you know, thinking about trying out or no? Uh, definitely not my cup of tea, but, uh, well, I mean, I, I played the shit out of, like, RTSs in the past, like <laughs> StarCraft and, um, I guess you would say i guess the old warcrafts even though they kind of had like that hero that kind of made them like a part rpg <laughs> in a sense um but yeah i think those are the like the and do like dune way way back in the day but yeah LA, it looks cool um i just don't know if i'm into that as much maybe the aesthetic whereas like starcraft had a lot of other cool aspects that kind of drew me in mm -hmm. But and and I never messed with it on Halo Wars. Um, but yeah, if they brought it back another did a, another StarCraft like a newer, say a StarCraft three in the future, I might jump that's into all, that. That's, that's all on Blizzard, and we don't want to get into that conversation right there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it looks cool. I'm definitely happy for the people that are getting to play it, and it looks like they've definitely done their uh, work to make it a you know, good port and make it fit well for console. That's always the tricky part. I remember playing, I had StarCraft on the PC, but then <laughs> my friend brought over the N64 port and that was a struggle. So, <laughs> uh, to play it on a console. So back on that, on that controller, of course, too. So, um, so I mean, for them to get it to work and seamless and like you said, uh, make it seamless to the point where, you, you know, even someone that hasn't played it in a while or if they haven't played it much at all, um, you know, they don't have as much questions that the game, you know, kind of does its what it's supposed to intuitive and tells you what, uh, you know, gives you a good tutorial. So, but yeah, I'm definitely happy. Uh, another uh, good game. Hopefully these good games keep coming. Hi-Fi Rush, this port. Um, and then they just keep, you know, giving the studios time and, um, just hopefully they they go with this momentum for the rest of the year so <laughs> no no i totally agree with you eric and uh no again i recommend uh, this game to anybody i mean again if you're an rts fan of course but hey guys you can download from game pass give it a shot honestly uh moving on down here centurion pal i mean again i know you've been sinking your time into some other games but uh is this a game that uh, you'd be checking out or are you gonna pass maybe wait a bit what are your thoughts Eventually, I'll check it out. I mean, I've got Iron Harvest in my backlog. I mean, yeah. I'm interested in I, I'm interested in RTSs, but I'm not like frothing at the mouth for them. Um, but this is one of the things like, and this is not me trying to be a fanboy, but this is why I actually like the Xbox brand is because they've always been uh, about nurturing games of the past. Um, and this is just another example of that. Um, and I mean, 
they're just trying to expand their portfolio. Like Dot said, this is going to become probably the home for RTSs on console. It's good to hear that they've got a very well thought out and functional uh, controller design to work the game. And eventually I am going to check it out to find out what all the hype is about. Uh, but yeah, I will definitely say I got to be like in the mood for an RTS. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But again, and this uh, this is pretty good overall. I mean, especially when you got Age of Empires four coming later this year, and oh, yeah, uh, a couple of this others. This goes into my this goes into my comment earlier. Don't knock it till you try it, kind of thing. And you know, just because it's not the style of game that just like you know grips at you and like I got to freaking play it now, um, don't knock it, man. Because I mean, I have actually heard a lot of people talking about Age of Empires, especially um a lot of pc players that uh i mean that really that that you know like let's just say like we all know that the pc community has avoided xbox and the windows store and all that stuff uh but definitely age of empires was one of those games that they you know is just like oh well i don't like anything xbox but age of empires is like an exception so i've always heard good things about um age of empires from listening to the pc eccentric shows um so definitely it's something i want to check out i've played uh sid meyer's civilization but uh if i'm right dots you said that's turn-based where this is more like halo wars and it's actually active you yep. got to be reactive to it not 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 for a not for you know a, a, a like a plug-in but there's hybrid games that are like very <laughs> turn-based rts like um, the big two are Northgard and the new Dune Spice Wars. I would recommend them because they're they're RTS, but they're on a grid, so that you can't like you know there's no like rushing. You have to explore and you have to expand. I would try those out. Uh, they're really good. They're very simple, but they they really feel like the combination between a Civ game and a true RTS, and it's a it's a good bridge. So. I remember playing Halo Wars 2. I, I totally just, like, head-dived into Halo Wars 2, not knowing what to expect, and I actually enjoyed my experience playing it. Um, and that also goes with uh, playing uh, Marvel Midnight Suns, a, a total card-based, uh, almost, like, strategy-esque style of game. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. So for all I know, I could start playing Age of Empires, and then I won't be able to put it down. Mm-hmm. Dots, I'm not sure if you played this game, uh, Solaris, I think it's called. Uh, Stellaris. Oh, yeah, Stellaris, Stellaris. Yes, you got that right, MLD. I, when I last played Stellaris was a long time ago. There's been a lot of updates then. Yeah. I doubt it's the same game I used to play. So, I, But I have played it, yes. I'm oh, familiar you could, with it. You could sink a so much game. time, so much time into that one. You know, you got stuff happening. Oh, it's such a big game. Like, you, you know. Oh, well, I... Uh, once again, on the Renaissance, we got Homeworld three coming out. I was talking to you about that the other yeah, day. That's, that's right. Gonna, I don't think it's gonna hit console, but that's another RTS Titan that's making another game. And that's for those of you who don't know, what makes Homeworld so unique is it has a Z axis. If you ever want to go under or over your your enemies in like actual three D space combat, yeah, that game's coming out. That's gonna be a big one. But yeah, those no, are RTSs same, are thriving this year. Those are I the same it. devs that are making Minecraft Legends, by the way. The Homeworld devs. Oh yeah, well, Blackbird. Blackbird Interactive. Blackbird, yeah. yeah. There you go. 
Very really? interesting. Yeah, that's right, hmm. MLD. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it's not um, like Mo Yang outsourced uh, Legends to uh, yeah Blackbird Interactive is the one making it. I think they're an outfit out of uh, Vancouver. Um, but uh, yeah, that's right. They did do a home a wor worked on Homeworld Three as well. Dang. Um, yeah, guys. Either way, I, I mean, I I'm really happy to see that Age of Empires Two Definitive Edition has been doing very well on console, and I think that bodes well uh, for the rest of the Age of Empires games coming over to the consoles and cloud and all that, and other uh, RTS projects again, Age of Mythology and and others. And I'm just very hopeful. Like I really like my RTS I, titles, so. I... I know Age me and Crusader are hyped for mythology. We are ready. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Hey, guys, you're allowed to be excited. I hear you. I totally get that. Um, but yeah, looking forward to uh, playing some more Age of Empires 2 on console for sure. Guys in the chat, definitely let me know uh, what your thoughts are on Age of Empires 2. Have you, uh, any of you had a chance to check it out? Let me know. Also, guys, hey, hit the, the like button. You know, I want to see some more thumb action going on there. Plus, uh, share this out. Let more people know that we are currently live. Um, but on that note, guys, uh, I think we'll uh, move over to some other news. Some, uh, well, more of a collection of various Xbox-related news. I suppose we'll uh, start with one thing, though. The uh, the 360, Xbox 360 Marketplace... Uh, and go from there. Earlier this week, there was a message floating around the Xbox 360 marketplace that it will be uh, shuttering in May of this year. Then Xbox came out saying that, oh, you know, that's not accurate. They were refuting it. However, apparently they did later state that they would be uh, pulling the plug on some games and some add-ons and no longer purchase purchasable after a certain date, I think sometime in May. Um, so, you know, that ruffled a few feathers, and uh, I think that's why uh, Crusader went to go get some games here. Speaking of which, Crusader, pal, I know you were initially pretty um, vocal about this one, but, you know, after some more info has come out, uh, what do you think about all this? Because uh, everyone was kind of surprised. Let's set the timeline, because the, um, the timeline you described was a little mixed up. So the first thing they did was they publicly announced that several oh. games are going to be delisted from the Xbox 360 store. And this is happening. Um, there's a list of uh, several of them. They're getting delisted on the 7th. You have a couple more days to get them. There's a bunch of them there that are backwards compatible with the Xbox One and series uh, the series consoles. But they um, are not actually digitally available on the new storefronts. So if you want them, you have to go get them. Right. Uh, the big ones that I'd recommend would be the Jet Set Radio arcade version. Um, uh, Spelunky. And there was one other that I cannot think of off the top of my head right now. Um, that are That are games that I would recommend getting. So that was the first thing. And that's confirmed to be happening, right? But it was also... In that update, we we didn't know whether or not uh, delisting them on that store would, uh, in the background, delist them on the Xbox One and Series uh, Series Store. It does not. Those are totally different listings, and any games that are listed, you can still purchase. So, that's safe. Um, okay. Then in the there's like a like an FAQ kind of like knowledge base article area on Microsoft's website where 
essentially you can just look up like knowledge based articles that are released and microsoft accidentally published an article that said the um xbox 360 store was closing in may like that's not something that they 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 didn't refute the article they said that they published the article by accident so like mm. that article was live on microsoft's site so at some point they were thinking about closing the xbox 360 store i hope that the outcry they saw has told them that this is unacceptable okay okay yeah um, because yeah you, you're right about the order of events because I, there was a lot of things yeah. coming out and it was just kind of all jumbled like oh okay that yeah. makes some more sense then okay yeah so there are there are a series of 20 games that are leaving and they're leaving the it's almost all due to licensing issues because like looking through the list of games they all have some kind of like music or something that's licensed from an external party as to why they're leaving um the vast majority uh, can be purchased, uh, that that are backwards compatible, I should say, can be purchased on the um, the new stores. There's only a handful that can't be. Um, and there's a there's a thread on Reddit. If you search the like Xbox 360 on Reddit and search by like uh, like hot, you will find uh, a list where people have categorized like. You can get this game, uh, like basically all of the case, like case scenarios. Like this game can be bought physically and backwards compatible, so you don't need to worry about it. Or this game is not available at all, but is backwards compatible. Stuff like that. Um, and so I was very upset at the closure of the potential closure of the 360 store. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt that they were just thinking about it and they had something draft up and they've decided against it. Uh, gonna give them that. I am gonna say that if they turn around and decide to try and close the 360 store, I'm gonna be under their beds. Um, like, like the M&M, uh, you sign something, or I sign something for you and I find out it's on eBay when I get home, I'm gonna be under your bed. Uh, I'm gonna be rather upset if they try to close the 360 store. Uh, just like I was with the PS3 store, I was furious. Um, because there's a whole level of, they want to go to digital because it, it makes more money. They get a bigger cut. They can sell uh, third parties can sell uh, digital add-in content, and that's all fine and good. And it actually makes an experience as a gamer better. But with that, there is a level of expectation that these stores are going to be available, especially when it's the only way to get a lot of the digital content, especially the add-in content. And um, I was perfectly happy with PlayStation's um, uh, concession to not closing the store, which was you can no longer use credit cards on the PlayStation 3 store. If you want to add funds to be usable on the PS3, you have to go to your PS4, PS5, PlayStation mobile app, or the website, and basically using the new unified store, you use your credit card on there to apply the funds, which you can then access back on the PS3, which gets rid of a, a level of security that they don't need on the outdated system, because, I mean, that, that that's one thing. They have to uphold it. If they're going to have credit cards and stuff, they have to uphold the security on the system. They don't want to do that, because that costs a lot of money. So you make it so that you can't actually add the money on the system, but you can still access and use the store. They also don't have to pay Visa or MasterCard or any of the credit card services worldwide. Um, that the surcharges on that store anymore they can focus all of the 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 payments that they owe the credit card companies on the the singular store and it's actually a lot cheaper that way and so like i completely respect that that uh, middle ground uh choice to to kind of deprecate the old store without killing it uh and if microsoft was to, to come out and say they were doing the exact same plan with the 360 store which is totally in their power to do i'd be perfectly happy because that that's 
functionally closing the store. Like you can't make direct purchases on it, but you can make indirect purchases on it still. And that content is still accessible to people because content availability is a very important thing to me. If people haven't figured that out by, by now, I don't know that they ever will. Um, but content availability is a big thing to me, which is why seeing a lot of these games closed down this week, especially like I, I think Crossfire X is one of them and it's killing yeah. its single player <laughs> mode. Yeah, right? well, that's so weird. I mean, the game only Wait, came out. Player two? Yes. Yes, it's taking the single player with it, which is a big, big no-no and problem in my book. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can close down your multiplayer games if they're not successful. That's that's an expectation with them that they aren't that they are not eternal because they are server based. Now, I would like it if they would give us the ability to host our own servers. Several old companies have done that. Like the old, the original Battlefront 2 is now completely privately hosted, but you can host your own private servers for it. It's great. Um, mm -hmm. So like, I, I would prefer if they close, they give us the tools to host our own servers, but that's an argument for another day. You take out your single player game when you close the servers, I'm going to be pissed. Okay, I don't care how bad the game is. It's a single yeah. player game. It shouldn't be tied to the to the the multiplayer. I should still be able to go on the store and buy it. The only thing that should get in the way of buying a game that is digitally available is a license and even then like a license for music or like cars or things like that where they 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 have to go out and license stuff externally. Even that they they should be at this point in time being smart enough and licensing things properly to to keep them up. Mm -hmm. rather indefinitely uh we've seen that getting better and better as the digital era the, the true digital era with like everything being digital going on um the crossfire x situation killing the single player and delisting the single player is unacceptable unacceptable i don't care how bad the game is so it's unacceptable i was pro i have a feeling i'm the only one who actually played the crossfire x um campaign uh on the it was panel. on my backlog not anymore um actually guys i i mean I'll, I'll go back to my original statements on the game i actually kind of enjoyed the uh <laughs> the uh campaign i mean um it's not half bad i mean Rem the remedy worked on the uh the campaign it's like it's all like yeah. mercenary stuff kind of kind of thing but oh i thought it was pretty solid for what it was i mean it wasn't anything like super ooh ah but oh i thought it was half decent and and to feed into the last topic of the news, and then I'll pass this to someone else. To feed into the last topic, this is exactly why I'm mad at Redfall being always online, because if the they, it's not that it's it's not that I have to connect with the internet. I actually don't have a problem with that, right? I play plenty of games that are always online, like Fortnite and Destiny 2, and uh, you know, basically every MMO. Like ESO is always an always online game, right? Like it, it has to be by its nature. I'm not mad that I have to always connect to Redfall on the principle that I always have to connect. That's not a not an issue. The issue with like the Redfall being always online is that if they take the servers down because it's not a commercial success, you lose access to the single player. That's a problem, right? And Crossfire is the definitive. I can just kind of point to it. It's happening right now. Mm -hmm. that this game was and i don't think redfall is going to be a commercial failure but eventually they'll shut the servers off eventually they will for an individual title and so that's why i'm like why the f is it i i cannot come up with a good reason well, in my head besides it's going to have an item shop it is kind and they of want to protect the item shop it is kind of interesting too especially i mean when they do talk about the single player experience too a yeah. lot like there's no reason that gran turismo or um 
uh, uh, Outriders or um, Hitman 3 needed to be always online either. It, it's stupid. There's Wait. no, there's nothing that they have shown that Arcane has shown about Redfall that describes it as a game that needs to have an always online function. There's no competitive nature to the game. They're not hosting it on dedicated servers. Like you're not playing on a dedicated server when you're playing it. So like, why? The only explanation I can come up with is that they're gonna have an item shop in it, and they don't want the um, they want to protect the item shop because then you can't. Use a cheat engine to give yourself the the currency, and that's dumb. Um, it's the, it's basically the 360 era of EA. Uh, th there's no reason that the game needs to be always online. That I can that they have given us, that they have shown us. Maybe there is one. Maybe maybe we don't know something. And I'll give them that benefit of the doubt. I I just cannot imagine from everything that we've seen as to why the game needs to be always online and it's not that i have to be connected don't care my xbox is always connected to the internet that's not the problem it's it's the fact that it could disappear on us one day and that's a that's a big no-no mm -hmm. yeah no i mean there's a lot i mean okay there's a lot to dive into here i mean i agree the whole uh redfall thing is kind of odd considering i mean again how they're kind of propositioning it but you know i'll i'll well, wait, yeah, it's just it's kind of interesting there on that front. But... It's all connected. Every one of these topics was loosely connected. To, yeah. Right? Of, of of those three that you that you that you handed to me, I was like, man, Invader just handed me a list of things that make my blood want to boil. Well, what about <laughs> the um? Well, uh, just kind of touch. Oh, I guess on... there was the. Do you want to touch on the gear, the coalition stuff? Yeah, sure. Because yeah, because it was according to Jeff Grubb, right, that uh, their yes. two side projects got uh, canned in favor of uh, speeding up the process and focusing on Gear Six. Yes. So from what I can gather, the original premise of doing the short, the the, the small projects in Unreal Five was to gain Unreal Five experience. They overestimated how much experience they needed to gain in Unreal 5, because Unreal 5 is not fundamentally that different from Unreal 4. It's actually just basically an extension with a ton of great new features to Unreal 4, and the features make the games look visually like incredible, right? But an Unreal 4 project can be imported into Unreal 5 for the first time in Unreal Engine. And so it seems like, oh, uh, they're like, oh, okay, well, we can just move on to the, the big thing that we're meant to do, which is Gears 5, and they cancel those projects. So that, that annoys me, because I've always thought that, like, while... The Coalition wasn't founded to create Gears of War games. It was molded into that because when they were originally what Black, Bla Black what were they? Tusk. Black, Black Tusk Studio. They they were they were basically co-opted and turned into the Gears of War studio, and that's fine. I've always thought that like both 343 and Gears of War uh, and uh, um, the Coalition should have a team that's making something else that's not their games, so that they can have something that's keeping them fresh. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. that 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 keeps the studios like hand on the pulse, like on the pulse of like how can we innovate? Well, let's make a game where we can innovate, and then we can see what we what what works with that, and we can pull it into our mainline franchise, right? So I'm not very happy with the news that they're canceled, but I'm also not very sad with the news that they're canceled. From what I understand, that they were like basically tech demos, like they they weren't like. They weren't something on like the, the the scale of uniqueness as like Hi-Fi Rush or something like that, right? Like that that's not what they were. Right. Um, they were gonna feel like Gears of War. Uh, the one at least was gonna feel like Gears of War, from what I have come to learn, to understand. 
Um, and so it's not the end of the world that they're canceled, but it is it is kind of sad. Uh, that's like the the news that I'm the least upset about, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Oh yeah, no, and I'll be honest, I, I was very curious. Like there was rumors. Um, yeah, you're right, Thimber in the chat. Um, they never officially mentioned anything about working on titles, but like there was always they did in an edited um uh press release that they put up saying that they're they're moving on to work on the next years of war and a, they they were working on a small title they actually removed the small title thing like within a day well they did okay uh yeah yeah the, the, that was the whole reason why and then jeff was like oh i guess we can talk about it that's why jeff talked about it a little bit in the first place like a year and a half ago yeah right um before the matrix demo launched yeah that's right if anyone they, remembers the matrix demo that they did yeah that wasn't too long ago either um um and from what i understand these projects were actually kind of canned a while ago but like they are officially canned now mm. right like they, they moved on from them like a year ago but they had like a few people still working on them does that make sense yeah no it makes sense yeah, yeah. skeleton yeah. crew <laughs> yeah yeah i i wouldn't shed too many tears over personally hmm. yeah i was kind of um, looking forward to see personally but me too you know me too. just to just but, you know see something a little different but whatever yeah th- there was never anything truly public 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 about it it was just that they had they had meant something and mentioned something in passing that could be alluded to but them working on a another project other than gears of war and they removed that they removed like any trace of that mm-hmm. yeah uh let's see here i'm done no, no, that's fine. You did well, my friend. You did well. Uh, again, we're just kind of uh, picking like all the little bits of news that came up that it was Xbox related, and there was quite a bit actually. Uh, Centurion Pal, I mean, I'll pick your brain here too. Uh, like of all the uh, different news bits, uh, like what most uh, like uh, caught your eye that you really wanted to talk about, like anything with the 360 store talk or Coalition. Uh, please, by all means. Oh, man. Where do I begin? <laughs> uh, where do I sit on what side of the fence? Because, you know, like, the gamer in me when it comes to the Xbox 360 situation, like, let's talk about Prince of Persia, the one of the games that they're actually taking away. I had to actually go on to the Xbox 360 marketplace to actually buy that game to get be able to play it on Xbox One, even though it is backwards compatible. I don't know, maybe it was something on my end, but I couldn't buy it on my on my Xbox series. Uh, well, actually, my Xbox One X at the time, I had to actually go online to the 360 store and buy it there. Um, so I do believe in the concept of preserving old games. Um, and that is where, you know, at least that's the gamer side of me. Um, that people should be have have access to the software that they like, the experiences that they like. And that is where, um, see, everybody, now this is where I'm probably going to get shot at by people. Video games are not products. They are experiences. Just because you bought it, you don't own it. That The concept of owning games died the minute they stopped printing them on cartridges many, many moons ago. We all know because like this is where me and my professional life, I actually do contract work. I have to read contracts. I love fine print. Go go get the fine print on a video game and realize that you're buying access to a license at the end of the day anymore. You're not 
owning the product. You're actually paying for an experience. And just like going to a movie theater, which is a god-awful expense anymore, you know, you pay 50 bucks for a two-hour experience, and then that experience is gone. When it comes to games as a service or, or, or digital stuff, sometimes those experiences go away whether you like it or not. And that's just something that I've grown to accept because of the industry I work in. Um, in my industry, we physically manufacture stuff you can touch and walk around with. And I just had to tell a customer actually 48 hours ago who came because literally I have like 16 years experience doing what I've been doing and not many people know what I know about my industry. And he asked me, why can I not find this part anywhere? Oh, but that that's because the company you bought that product from has changed hands since you got it and your part is no longer in manufactured production. Um, and he's like, so I can't get this anywhere. Nope, can't. Even though it was made in 2017, that that part is gone. No more. You either got to adapt it with something that's current on the market, or we got to find you a custom shop that would charge you probably four or five times the cost of that part because it's going to have to be custom made, and even then it still won't be the actual same part. It'll just be something close to it. Um, so maybe I'm a little, I'm a little, that's why I'm on the fence because I, I actually see the business side of this, um, when it comes to keeping games or marketplaces going when literally like it, it comes down to, this is a thought I had in my head today. Cause I knew this was going to be a topic. How would everybody feel knowing that potentially one person could lose their job? Because now these marketplaces, th these companies, because no matter what, a corporation is going to act like a corporation. They're going to hit their profit margins, whether that's shutting down a marketplace or clipping someone's job. So does keeping a marketplace active justify potentially putting someone else's job at risk? Because these corporations look at money and numbers. They don't look at, you know the stuff that we all care about. And that's where I, I feel that it's between a rock and a hard place on my feelings that yes, I understand the concept of wanting to keep this software around to keep, um, to keep access to it available, but also at the same time on whose dime, you know, like it costs money. These systems need to be maintained. Um, I can only imagine uh, how the Xbox 360s are being kept. I mean, the Xbox 360 marketplace is being kept alive on probably some antiquated server if they haven't transferred it over to something more up to date. But I don't really see them transferring it to something more up to date because that would require financial input with the intent of keeping it going forever. And with how much time I have put into Elder Scrolls Online, the money the passion, all the good times I've had on Elder Scrolls Online, I still know that at one day in my life, I could probably go to that game and it's not going to be there for me. Um, and that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to um, enjoying these experiences while you can. Um, when it comes to Crossfire X, it's a very tragic thing that that game only lasted two years. I mean, like, literally, that was one. in my mental back. One, one year. Yeah, okay. Even... So that, I, think, that... I think it made it a full year. So that's one of those things where, like, in my and it was in my mental backlog. I did want to go try the single-player experience. I really do think it's very tragic that this is going to happen. 
Um, but at the same time, when it came to Crossfire X, I know there wasn't a whole lot of people talking about it other than Invader. Um, and that's where, at least now, the only positive that's going to be taken from the situation, because we're seeing multiple games where everybody's up on Crossfire X. I mean, we've got... Um, oh, I'm only up on Crossfire X because they're killing the single player. Yeah, well, That's the got, only reason it's getting called out. The other what, ones, they're, they're multiplayer. I expect them to close. There's going to be... That's what I mean. There's, like This is games as a service. I understand the multiplayer um, side of it. Um, it's really hard to understand because, like, I mean... There's some games on PC that are single player that are very impossible to find anymore because, I mean, like the, the technology that those games ran on has changed so much that those those experiences aren't really there anymore. Um, I really, like I said, I don't know how to feel because at the end of the day, the world revolves around money. And this is what happens when basically people speak with their wallets um, and the company basically clipped the game. I mean, yeah, it sucks, but also at the same time, I understand why they're doing it, but that's because of the side of the business that I'm in in my professional life. I understand why they're doing it. That's money. We're about to go into a financial recession that basically that requires upkeep and maybe whatever company is in charge of the upkeep of that server just doesn't have the funds to do that. And rather than sacrificing jobs and other stuff that people would rather have, they're basically at trimming the fat. They're basically getting rid of the stuff that people don't want. Um, well, and here's the question. Why is the single player content that's not tied to servers or anything like that? That's just downloaded to my machine. Why is that that's going just, away? That's, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Like that's the problem it with may, this game. It's, it's it not may be a problem, but that's where maybe game, that means maybe the game developers should really rethink doing stuff like that. Correct. But at the end of the day, it's their product and they're allowed to do whatever the hell they want with it. And who the hell am I to make the mans of them? I got to say, consumer. you're the person putting the money forward. You are the, you are the person who gets to shape what, and that's what, the risk you made. take as a, and that's the yeah. risk you take as a consumer. And if um, you don't if you don't appreciate that risk, then don't throw your money at it. I gotta to say, fair, oh no, go ahead. Yes, sir. A, a lot of us that are complaining about this, we never touched Crossfire X. So really, it's the principle. It's not uh, the game itself. I know, but you know, it's it's the principle of it. Because the next time it happens, it could be the next Mass Effect could be completely online, right? J single player game, but totally online. And guess what? They could take all the servers offline two years after they launch it, and it's no longer accessible. It is the principle of the matter that we should demand the products be shaped better. And that's the whole thing about being a consumer. Consumers should speak out more about what they like and don't like so that shit like this doesn't – like it doesn't See, conceptually that's what I mean. happen Speak, in the first they're, place. Basically, they're speaking out and sharing your opinion, and then there's basically a sense of entitlement. And that's where never – a consumer should never feel entitled. You basically um, deal with the product that's given to you, and if you don't want it, don't buy it. Correct. I, I can I can agree to that. Mm -hmm. However, there is a, a a point where consumers should call out practices that they don't like, and they and, they should and they know should what act the, as entitled as possible because they, we're the ones with the money. We're, we're the, the ones. ones with, yeah, we're the ones with the money, and you know what? Like, we're over here demanding that a game that has an online capability 
with a single player experience doesn't happen. But meanwhile, over on PlayStation, they have freaking policies that make it to where if fraudulent purchases are made on your freaking dime, you're responsible for them. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, they and, and lock, your, that they lock your account away but from you and they strip you of your entire digital library. Yeah, Where's the I, I know. over I, shit like Nintendo that? Nintendo and Microsoft does that too. Don't act like they don't. They do. I, I know they do for a fact. I've had friends go through it. Um, and that's shit, but that's also a complete non sequitur. It, that's, it's, that I is just, something else to call out. That is, I but see that doesn't more stop this from being something we to are call getting, out. We're seeing more people in an uproar over games. Like, like I have seen more stuff like, like on social media constantly games that are single player experiences having online capabilities then basically bringing up the bigger subjects over how these corporations create basically fine print to make it to where we actually have no control over our di digital libraries if somebody does something fraudulent with them and that I means you lose your entire library not one sure. game and that's where i just yeah. say like it it's more like picking your battles and that's why i'm just like these corporations do whatever the hell they want, and that's something that I've accepted, and that's why I try to basically enjoy gaming without letting the politics of it basically screw mm -hmm. with my experience because at the end of the day, I'm just a number to any corporation. No matter how much I love Xbox or playing games, I'm just a consumer at the end of the day. They don't know my name, and I'm just a number mm -hmm. on a spreadsheet, and therefore I try not to let stuff like that drag my experience down well, i do agree with the concept of principle of it before with shit like this though that's the thing that's why i love calling out shit like this we stopped the gold hike in 2020 we stopped the ps3 store closure in 2021 mm -hmm. right? um actually you only staved it off you're right well no we actually may have stopped the ps3 store closure because they came up with a different solution which was Basically, the store just kind of exists, but you can't actually use a credit card in it, right? <laughs> and, 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 and but that's there are always an saying, alternate you, solution than just the hard solution. Can you guarantee me that Jim Ryan or the next guy in charge of PlayStation is not going to come out and say, you know no, what? No, you're right. We're, we're I'll fight that battle again, though. I'm prepared to fight that battle again. Mm. See, that, um, that, I'm prepared to where... defend digital marketplaces from being shut down because if they want, it, it's it's bad. It is bad company actions to not think through things in the past, and that should punish the consumer in the future. So now they so have to thought think forward through. Is they have stuff thought last through forever. the current digital stores because they're all interlinked. The Xbox One store is the same as the now, Series X store. This is a very They've now good, thought this problem through. This is a very good conversation to have, obviously, because you know I like I get I like honestly like I see both sides e like equally here and it's 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 very important because you know we're getting into such a high digital age now more people yes. are buying um digital nowadays than physical although I'll admit I, I'm I, I'm very much a physical guy um but uh again I see both sides here and you know like you know do we really need like all these interlinked like little things when it comes to like again single player experiences and it just again it's an important uh debate and talk to have so, um at least in my mind for the industry to evolve into what crusader wants and probably what even i want even though i've accepted certain things that i just know corporations are going to act like corporations for this for us to evolve the industry where things don't get shut down and things last longer 
Um, like, cause I mean the concept of saying that it needs to last forever. That's still a little alien to me because nothing is forever. Things go away. Things die off. You know, I mean, like it is what it is, but this is where the, the Xbox 360 PS3 generation was the last generation of gaming where it was very physical based, both on the consumption of games and hardware and the digital age really got its footing uh, in the gen, yep. in Gen Eight on the PS4 and the uh, and the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I know, but at this point now, that's where I'm saying eventually, the old way of doing it is going to have to go away. the The stores that were basically up and running before that Gen Eight eventually well, there's only one, are going to have to be only two a, stores. There's there's right, only the 360 store and the PS3 store. Eventually, I don't think going it is to unreasonable to, to ask for those to, to stay up as long as the Xbox One and PS4 stores do, because the Xbox One and PS4 stores are now completely cross-generational. Like, the, like it is the same store, right? The the Xbox One store is the same store as the Series X store, correct? That's why I'm saying. That's what I mean. Basically, back, backwards compatibility has become because it was it's an industry like... norm for you to basically to forget about your old games or like Phil Spencer yes, said in and the move past. Forward. To yep. basically put them in the closet and and move forward. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you might be in the in the, the we might see the industry in the position where they're going to have to put the PS3 marketplace and the Xbox 360 marketplace in the closet to completely close off that entire concept of gaming, which was you move on the minute you get the next console. That's something that ended in twenty mm-hmm. in twenty thirteen. And yeah, they're keeping those systems going, but as those servers break down, that's where I'm thinking they're going to have to make the decision of, are we going to flip the bill to move these to new servers and keep it going? Or are we just going to accept that this, this marketplace is going to fall on its face and we're going to have to shut it down and just accept the backlash that will happen. Now, I have to interject here and, uh, again, get some other thoughts going on. But, again, guys, I love this conversation because, again, there's, like, (laughs) there's a lot of ways you can go on for it. It's probably one of these conversations that can go on and on and on forever. (laughs) Um, But, again, it's a very healthy thing uh, to have this discussion because, again, you know, when you uh, see something like this appear randomly, people are like, oh, damn, you know, that's going to get taken off. I don't know. And then you start thinking about other things. Uh, Eric Shockley, buddy, I mean, I would love to have your thoughts here, honestly, because I know know that uh, you were once a a physical guy, but you've uh, shifted more towards, like, digital uh, purchases for games. What do you think about this whole, like, Xbox 360 store stuff and maybe some of the other topics that got brought up? Uh, can't tell if Shockley's muted or not. We'll get back to you, Shock. Don't worry. Uh, MLD, buddy, I'll move on to you. Uh, you know, same question, though. I know you chimed in a little bit, but I definitely want your take on all this, whether it be with Crossfire X, the 360 Marketplace talk. Uh, got any thoughts here? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess let's start with uh, Crossfire X. Um, am I surprised it's gone down this, this, like, what, for only a year later? No, not at all. Like uh, who are we kidding here, guys? The game uh, was wasn't was panned by almost everybody upon release. I heard the single player was okay, like you, you yourself played it, but it had no. I, I think it had no achievements, so I personally had no incentive to play it, despite uh, that. But the multiplayer is where all of the the backlash was. So 
there will be no actual tears shed for this game. Like, this was not a good game. So, uh, as a package. I is it weird that the single player is getting shut down too? Yeah, yeah, th that's... Yeah, this game has bad decisions all around. L let's just leave it at that here. So, but yeah, and a lot of live service games are just getting canned in general as well. I guess it's just the climate, like just the cost of keeping these games active. And like, like, like if the majority of players have left the game, there is little incentive to devote employees' time and resources to making new content when like 98% have already left the game. So I get that. Live service games are high risk, high reward. Everyone's chasing the Fortnite, the, a the Apex money. And the, uh, I, for every success we see, at least 10 games have failed trying to get that. So, and this is just another casualty. That, that that's, just, that's just how it is. So, I mean, live service games in general, we, the gamer, know what we're getting into. These games will eventually die. Now, and basically when these games do, do go, we have to accept that the majority have already had their memories, they've already had their fun, and they moved on. It is what it is. Um, so, uh, yeah, it just, it just really depends. Like, if you really, truly like a certain live service game, like, play it as much as you like, get all your fun out of it, and if, and if you're lucky, they'll keep the game fresh and keep it updated. But uh, eventually, yeah, the players do move on, so just you have to mentally prepare for that, that eventuality. So, I don't know, I, I just, it's just, it's just managing expectations, I think. Especially if the game is, like, received well, or how supported it is, or how big the community is. It's just, yeah, it's just about that. So with Crossfire X, I don't care about this game shutdown. It wasn't a particularly well-received game, so that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Like, the Coalition uh, canceling the small the side projects, I'm actually, I'm mixed on this, but overall, I say it's a positive. Because um, while I do like the variety, I do like that Xbox is making smaller passion project games. I do think uh, we are due for a Gear 6. It's already been three years. So, yeah, and if these smaller side projects were taking uh, time and manpower away from the main project, like you know, like the very reason this studio exists is to make Gears of War. They're called the Coalition. Now, people say that they want they want a dev to do variety, but in this case, that's like asking an ice cream shop to make furniture. Like when you join the Coalition, your job is to make Gears of War. And if you don't like that, you can always leave and go somewhere else, just like the Forza guys did with uh, the with the uh, playground. But if you Working for Coalition, you make gears. So the side projects, if the point of those side projects was to get used to Unreal Legend 5, I say mission accomplished. And hey, they did the Matrix demo too, so I feel like they spent more than enough time on side projects, and now, yeah, like, enough's enough. Go all in on the Gears 6. Because it's already been three years, and that's how usually long it takes a Gears mainline game to be made. But it's, it's going to take longer than that. It may take an extra year, probably two years. So it's going to be at least five years in between Gears 5 and 6. So if you can get all the side project guys on that, make, a, make cut down some months of dev time, I say go for it. So yeah, th th that's my stance on that. Because we still have other side projects games in the works. we got like Project Mara um, in the works. So we just got Pentiment and Grounded. So, I mean, 
Xbox is still pretty well rounded in terms of the uh, in terms of the, the smaller games. So a couple couple cancel games. It's not going to hurt the the big vision when we do need more AAA games. I think we can all agree on that too. We need a healthy variety. Mm-hmm. And I guess the last topic, what well, the 360 uh, games? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a relatively small amount of games leaving, and luckily it's just it's just relegated to the 360 store. But in the end, I don't know. I th- you guys touched on it before, uh, because in the Xbox One and Series X marketplaces, they're more or less unified now. And this was like, it's kind of like a relic of the past now. And who knows how much it costs to keep it up, up, up and running. Luckily, it's still up and running, and only certain games were affected. And again, only on, only on the 360, so it's worth uh, mentioning that. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's going to be a slow wind down from here. Will the 360 store be up up in 10 years? Probably not. We're going to have to mentally prepare for that eventuality. So, but, I mean, it's a slow process. It is what it is. I just say anyone who's interested in Docker's compatibility, get your fills at, get your fill in now. Um, I mean, there's a decent amount that are backwards compatible, but otherwise, uh, I suggest anyone who is interested in this kind of stuff, get it like a secondhand 360. If you can find one, um, yeah, a lot of used game shops, that, that kind of thing. Uh, it, it's a niche market, sure, but if people are interested, that's what they got to do. Because, again, this store will not be up forever. So, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, that's my stance overall. All right. All right, fair coverage, of course. Uh, yeah, no, and I got to agree, like, the Coalition, uh, just to touch on that, they're specifically... Again, they're to focus on the Gears of War franchise. It makes sense that they would want to focus on uh, Gears 6, Gears of War 6, whatever they're going to call it. But I would have liked to have seen these side projects personally. Because, again, this is a studio that wasn't initially supposed to be focusing on that. They kind of turned it into Gears of War once they bought the property. I, I don't know. I would be kind of curious to see like what what side projects, you know, even how small they are. I mean, I do agree that um you know they they do have like enough of these smaller games going around but uh and again to be fair you know other companies other publishers like nintendo like sony and other ones uh ubisoft i know right now has been shutting down a bunch of unannounced titles um you know it, it happens to all of them right it happens to all of them so i mean this the coalition canceling a couple of side projects really in the grand scheme of things isn't a big deal but hey you know i would have liked to have seen them you know maybe you know just i'm just my curiosity in general i would have liked to have seen them work on something else um yeah oh sorry Mike. oh no no yeah actually my... actually eric no I, I i was just about to ask you to no, chime in here. i was speaking but my uh I forgot that on the Discord app, it like can mute you on the actual Discord, not just your headset. So. Oh, right. um, but as yeah, as far as the Crossfire X stuff, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say sad I didn't touch it. <laughs> I was hyped for it. Um, <laughs> I remember. But for me, well, more so just the Remedy part because you're like, oh, Remedy's part of that. Cool. I enjoyed Control. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's gonna and that and most people did say. When they saw that, um, you know, trailer that they had at the, uh, I think it was the conference where we met Craig. Uh, <laughs> that was like one of the highlights from that like sizzle reel uh, from the single player that they first showed off. You're like, oh, that seems cool. And then when it came out, there was no word of it. And then uh, I was thinking like, okay, sure, the reviews are probably going to be more so on the 
multiplayer part, which most of us already touched and kind of felt wasn't good. <laughs> but then we knew the single player was coming, and then to see those reviews were like god awful. So I'm like, well, like, I mean, they had to have played the single player from Remedy, right? That that has to be in that like I don't know what did it get like 40s on <laughs> Metacritic. Um, so I mean, it's sad for the people that like if there is. I think you talked about it saying like it's decent, but now you you know you don't really have the chance other other than if you have Game Pass. I think you could still. Uh, play actually no you can only play half of it because you would have had to purchase I think the other half actually they did you... remove it from game pass oh okay it well actually it was still letting me it's still on the leaving game pass like leaving soon the part the, at least the portion that was in game pass because I think they had half the campaign you had to like buy to actually play um but oh well I mean I'm sure they'll figure it out just like you know we had figured out how to play uh the leaked version of GoldenEye re remaster on PC. So um, if someone wants to check it out years later, I'm sure it's going to be make its way to the PC like everything else does. Um, but so I, it's not like a big loss, but yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of games are seeming to go with like having a multiplayer aspect uh, with some of these games that are um, either always online. I, I don't even know if that the single player forced you to login online i think you could play it offline but um yeah i'm not sure why they have to pull that part too but maybe it's just to get get a, like a refresh of like you know this was so critically panned <laughs> let's just get rid of it and start over because the i guess the ip itself is still popular in the world but just this crossfire x was not um but yeah, as far as the coalition part, I don't think like when it when Jeff Grubb's kind of saying like, oh, they got scrapped or canceled, they're probably projects of like, hey, these would be cool ideas to get us acclimated, and then people you know brainstorm of like things they want to do, and then they start on those projects, just because they were like, hey, well, actually, we already did other side projects like with the helping with the uh, Matrix Unreal uh, Five engine demo that people got to try out um and now they've been like okay we've we don't need you know to get acclimated with uh smaller titles we can just brute force like you know put all of our uh devs on making gear six like a showpiece that we want it to be um and i'm sure those they can come back to some of those side projects and like morph them into a bigger project like we've seen that happen where you know, something maybe started off somewhat small and then they, okay, it was, you know, snowballed into a bigger idea and they add more things to it for whatever the life is after Gear 6. I'm guessing they're going to kind of close off that chapter, maybe, hopefully, just to give it a break, <laughs> like we've been asking for, but they do need to finish the story. They can't just be like Gears 5 and then a decade later finish it. <laughs> um, so I think Gear 6 is the right way to go. Uh, plus, then you'll have years on the new hopefully next yeah next gen only consoles um and cool you'll have your your gears multiplayer to you know play on these new set of consoles um and then uh, yeah as far as the marketplace i don't i think they didn't they also come out and say that they aren't uh closing like closing down that those uh games i guess no the, the 20 games are, are going away in february 
Okay. Uh, there's a list of 20 games that are list. that are being delisted in February. The entire store is not closing in May, which was the the article that accidentally right. went live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the one when they tried to correct it and said that went out in air, they were saying the store. Correct. The entire store. Oh, okay. the, the, that was the error. The the one that is yeah, the, yeah, the games okay. going away was on purpose. It's actually a banner on the store, I believe. Oh, okay. The other one was something that like someone found because they were searching Xbox 360 because they were searching for the full article that has everything listed nice and concisely, and someone found this uh, this knowledge base article that said it's closing in May of 2023, and that's what they had to to say. No, uh, they were like, yes, that that did go live on our site, it but it was never fully published, like it never went to the actual feed. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it it wasn't meant to go live. Also, I think it was published last year technically, and it's been sitting there, and no one caught it because no one was searching for it, right? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I think so. everybody was bringing up that whole like, hey, Phil was talking about preservation, and then this was happening, and then <laughs> it's just like, but that's that's not what he's. It's funny whenever they read the quote, they don't act; they just read a headline and never actually read the quote. Mm -hmm. Uh. When they talk about whatever he says, like well, when he talks about preservation, he was talking about access. It doesn't matter if I take this, if this game has to get delisted because it has to because of licensing. It doesn't matter because if, well, if you don't have access to the game, if it's on a physical disc, that doesn't really mean two shits if that game goes up high in value and people don't purchase it because, hey, that game's going for 200 bucks on eBay. And well, shit, I'm yeah. not going to play it. So I don't have access to it. Well, it's cool if I had Panzer Dragoon Saga on a disc, but it's worth a thousand dollars. So guess what? You're you're same thing with the uh, Fire Fire Emblem. Cool. I want to play Fire Emblem because it's gotten so popular. I want to go play the one on the uh, I think it was Path of Radiance or whatever it was on the GameCube. Good luck. It's like two hundred bucks, and you have no access. It's not respecting its legacy. You have no way to play it. So that's pres That's like for preserving its legacy. You actually have access to it so whether it's on a disc doesn't really mean anything in 2023 i mean at least in my opinion so. all right all right that's fair now dots uh, i know you've been sitting uh, patiently there and uh i was just curious uh do you got anything to add to our wonderful like various xbox news uh compilation here uh you know, do you have any thoughts on whether it be the coalition, the side projects uh, rumored to be uh, canned, or uh, the uh, 360 store, the marketplace, uh, some games leaving? Uh, yeah, please, or even Crossfire X. Got any thoughts? Um, on the coalition canceling things, I honestly, I mean, we don't know what they were making, right? I mean, correct, that, that's, correct. Okay. To to me, that's like saying, "Oh, the stock market, the you know, the stock price of you know, General Motors crashed." And then there's me who's never, you know, has no stake in General Motors. Be like, okay, like so that that's it, it, it doesn't really bother me at all. My my thought process on that is, you know, gears is you know, you guys said you know, collation makes gears. Gears is great gears is what people play and that is what they wait for coalition to make more of so like as long as they're not canceling gears i don't see that much of an issue i mean i really would like to see some of these companies you know spread out a bit you know i think what with 343 the only spread out they've done 
was, you know, from Halo Infinite and Halo Wars. Like, and that's like the they only, only real produced Halo Wars. They didn't even develop it. I believe that was okay. certain affinity. Okay, right. So, okay, but so that even, even more of that. Like, I would love to see. You know, I know like Bungie's working on some phone thing at some point. Um, but like, I w I would like to see them. But if they don't, I'm not really upset, especially since we don't know what they are. Because, like, if it was, like, hey, Coalition's making a, you know, stereotype me, for example. Coalition's making a Gears of War RTS. I would be on it. And then they're, like, hey, we're canceling. I would have been, like, damn it. So, <laughs> it, it I, we don't know what it is. I, I, I don't really see an issue with them canceling side projects. Better they cancel them now than, you know, cancel them when we know what they are. People get disappointed. And then that causes its own problem. I, I think that's the, I think that's the big thing. Um, but like, um, what else uh, on the on the Xbox 360 store stuff? Um, I don't know. I I, I don't dig too deep. I haven't dug deep into that that catalog, and I I agree that games going away suck, but at least for me, I'm not playing them now, and just because they're going away, I don't see myself feeling impulsed to buy them and then play them later because of the fact that they don't exist anymore. To me, that's just like, okay, well, I'll just play the games I still enjoy and that still do exist. Um, in that case, yes, I, I, I actually do prefer to, like, at least Nintendo, I've been buying. I've been buying Pokemon, for example, on cartridges, since the beginning, I think Sword and Shield is the only Pokemon game I've bought not on a uh, on a cartridge. And but since then, I've gone back to it. I bought Violet on a cartridge. I bought Arceus on a cartridge. Unfortunately, with like with that issue, you know, the PokeBank is your greatest enemy because when that go service goes away, you know, there's no way to connect anything. But um, no, I I I, I let if if a game if it's a game I'm very passionate about. I buy it on cartridge or, you know, I buy it on Steam or buy it on Xbox. And luckily, my type of games, except for maybe Destiny, are all very, you know, single player. They can exist in a vacuum without Internet kind of thing. Um, you know, my RTS is Ace Combat because um, Ace Combat hasn't had a good uh, um, hasn't had a good multiplayer since I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm I'm not I'm not really shedding any tears. I'm not really you know bent out of shape about any of that. It's it is what it is. Um, I'm like I said, I'm honestly glad that they're getting canceled now before too much resource and time has been put into it, or that you know people got hyped up for it and now people are because you you know if they even just announced a name for the project and then canceled it, people would start belly aching, and, and, and it would just, you know, be a whole... Our conversation we'd be having now would be completely different. Like, well, maybe not completely different, but you know what I mean. Um, so, that's that's my thought on Coalition. The 360 thing, I, 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 I primarily I, I agree with Crusader, and not just because he's my friend, but like, you know, I, I agree with his, his thought on that. It's just, you know, those services 
should like th those single player games should not vanish. That 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 makes no sense to me. Um, I think I think that anything with a single player offline mode capability should that that should exist as long as you have a console able to play it. Um, if it if it if it vanishes, then it was never truly a offline single player campaign, and it like that 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 company has failed in creating that. So mm -hmm. that's, well, that's that's my general feel on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, and uh, like I'm somebody who again I can see both at uh, both uh, flips of the the coin, you know, both sides, honestly um of that um like i mean again who who doesn't want their games to carry over right but at the same time you know some things happen with some companies you know there's some uh you know sometimes um yeah we don't know what's uh you know hit written behind the scenes right but um I know that we can go on and on and on about these uh, subjects. There's just a lot of like little bits of news from the past week, guys, that we want to cover, and they all just kind of added up. But uh, either way, you know, lots of Xbox news for better or for worse. And uh, you know what? I think on that note, we'll move on to our final talking point of the night, and it is another game. Uh, we're gonna talk some Dead Space, guys. Uh, the remake has finally hit, and I would love to know what everyone here thinks of it. I know some members of the panel have broken down and bought the game despite the backlogs of games that we have. Um, Centurion, buddy, I know that you gave in. <laughs> I remember you're just like, oh, yeah, so I bought the game, <laughs> which I totally don't blame you. Uh, what do you think of it so far? I know, I, have you beat it at all? Like, what are your thoughts? I haven't beat it yet. I'm on chapter six. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, to be absolutely honest, man we've seen a lot of problems with games uh you know coming out buggy or having issues and this is actually a very you know sound game it does i'm not seeing any weird bugs that have affected gameplay um the only thing like so <clears throat> everybody remembers how um dead space was those scripted moments of uh silence walking down the hallways with your flashlight um, and then those other scripted moments of terror. And the reason why I say scripted is because this one now, I don't know if a lot of people have been checking out like the technical aspects of the game, uh, but the developer decided to use an AI director in the game. And so there is sometimes I do get a little frustrated with the AI director and even the guys over on uh, uh, the, the best damn gaming podcast with ACG, um, they were worried about how the AI director was going to affect things because, I mean, like one fight that happened earlier today, I went into the room and there's the one creature that's like practically, you know, invincible through the entire game until you finally get to kill it off later on in the game. Um, and then there's four other necromorphs in the room. All hell is breaking loose. I get my ass kicked. And then I go back and reload the game, and the AI, the AI director decided to not even put that in my path this time. So I go in the room ready for war, and there's one necromorph, and you're just like, that's it? Um, and yeah, there is time. It's basically to keep you on your toes, but I mean, 
sometimes those moments, those breaks from the action that you got used to in playing the original game, those will sometimes go away very quickly because, you know, the AI director will just be like, oh, you haven't had an interaction with a necromorph in a minute, so here's one. Um, and so sometimes you'll just get into these fights in very awkward places. Um, and the only other thing that I want to say, now I'm pretty sure this was in the other game, uh, in the original game, is why the hell does the health button have to be so easy to hit with your finger? I have oh, accidentally yeah. used all my health <laughs> before in the meeting because you're trying to get out of the out of the menu and you're spamming the B button, not realizing that you're already out of the menu and you've already used up both health packs you had on you. I really wish they they would have at least reworked that one mechanic that made it to where you had to at least I don't know hold the B button and get like you know a context little swirl around the B button or something to say hey I want to use in a health pack I'm not just tapping the B button and using them up. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, it's a really good looking game. It, I like how Crusader actually said it wasn't an actual remaster. It was a refurbishment. Uh, the graphics look great. Um, you do get a lot of particle effects now. There's blood spray that goes up all over Isaac. If you go over and get the deluxe edition of the game, you get some pretty school, pretty cool skins. Uh, like one that shows Isaac as a necromorph, uh, where you get to see like the blood, the guts, the tendrils hanging out of him. You can actually see through him and into his spine because there's a big old chunk out of missing out of his side. Um, and then obviously the big thing is the being the how they voiced Isaac for this game. He uh, takes his helmet off now during these interactions with uh, his shipmates that obviously that joined you on this whole experience, uh, getting marooned on, uh, the, Oh my God. What's the name of the ship again? The, the, Ishimura. the, Ishimura. the Ishimura. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely I'm enjoying the experience. It's actually making me want to go back and play, um, dead space two. Cause the funny part is I never completed dead space two and I never played Dead Space 3. Um, I do have yeah. them in my backlogs. And so now I'm looking forward to this game basically making me want to continue on with the story to really see. Because I don't remember some of the stuff. Like, I remember how Isaac is talking about how his parents were um, part of the Unitology sect. And so, so I don't know if that was in you, the original You don't game. remember it because it wasn't in it. Okay, so that's where I was just like, it's Isaac like they wasn't went in voiced. It. In the yeah. original. You see, okay. Not to interrupt, but I, I guess I will interrupt. No, um, no, but it. you see, this is what you see, I see. I'm going back and forth with wanting to get the game because the more that I hear about this kind of stuff, the more I kind of just want to stay with the original game because it just sounds like a lot has changed. Whether again, like I know he gets voiced in like Dead Space 2 and 3, Dead Space and so 2 on, and 3, yeah, but it's just, I, I just kind of want just a prettier version of the game and that's it. i i like me personally i i don't want a lot changed i just you know i even like with the stuff with the ai director and just some other things and just adding some stuff to the story like that it just i just kind of want them to stay faithful just more to the original game like that's just me but i don't know if anyone else feels that way but i like it when you get deeper in the nar in the narrative they out of a lot of the people that i've listened to on different podcasts the AI director is the one thing that always comes up that they're not sure that it should have been put in the game. 
because that's I, the one thing yeah because i understand like in a game like alien isolation like that was an awesome experience for me and no i i generally i like ai directors it's just you know you have this beloved game with dead space and just to see like again all these different things like changed up like that like to me like i again i like the more that yeah. i've heard about it just like to me it's just a little more off-putting personally but so having just played the first dead space last year and playing this one now in my opinion this is the definitive way to play it because they made this one literally it feels like it matches dead space 2 and how dead space 2 was designed and played so mm -hmm. if you like dead space 2 more than dead space 1 they basically dead space 2 to dead space 1 nice mm. um and that's why I like this one more. Uh, well, if I may interject here, like I, I, I'm, I think I'm arguably uh, the biggest Dead Space fan here. Like I, I think I beat every Dead Space like at least half a dozen times each. Got the full thousand on Dead Space One. I like the idea of a director because eventually, and uh, I, I memorized all the spawn points. I knew that Necromorph was playing dead. I knew that Necromorph was going to come behind me. I knew that one was going to come out of the vents. If I can actually feel like they can come out of anywhere, then the ten then I'm always tense, even when nothing's going on. And I do like that idea because you guys, you also mentioned Alien Isolation, how you make any noise, the alien can, can come out of anywhere, and so you're always on your toes. You're always trying to be careful. That's how survival horror should be. And at least in this game, you have the tools to defend yourself. Like, uh, I, I always use the, the force gun as a last as a last ditch effort kind of gun. Like, give, give me my space, pushes uh, the necromorphs back. So like, there, there's always tools you have, but at least the idea that they can literally come out of anywhere, that no, that no spawn point will be the same. I mean, you gotta praise that for what it is. I like it. All right. All right. That's yeah, it's like adding the crimson heads to the old uh, Resident Evil. Like, especially just... yeah, especially if you didn't know about them for the first time, you didn't know that you had to burn the bodies. Like, boy, yeah. boy was that a surprise. Yeah, and it's it's like you used to have. The, I just got to the the first part where you opened up the first tram that you could take, and they use yeah. that kind of it's still usable, but it, it's more of like a fast travel where you can get to pretty much as long as you have the clearance you can just skip the tram and just like slowly walk through you know everywhere plus now you have like these uh cool uh what was it uh security level so some of the locked locked lockers um uh, you know just were always locked now they put them as like a security clearance so you might you know need to come back to them later to get them um but it's the the great thing what they did was the atmosphere because before if you go back and play the first Dead Space, it's just like everything's very well lit, so it kind of takes away from um, like the threat of just like being scared. We were all like you know tense when we first played it because you're trained to shoot the head and not the <laughs> and not the limbs from all the games you've ever played. So sometimes they'd get close to you because you're like. You know, hesitate and shoot them in the face. They're like, "Oh wait, I shot off their head," but they're still coming at me. Um, but you know, if you go back and play it now, but everything's well lit. It's not as scary. Whereas this is like, you're super tense. You got a you know flashlight that's you know has a small view, 
and so otherwise the shadows are pretty dark and there's you know instances where you you have to choose whether you have the lights on or you know maybe you have electricity going to where you can use the elevator or whatever um so they they just heightened up the tents or the intensity you know to 11 here so remember when i first did that messing with one of the power cells and you go like and it's like all right i'm gonna switch this over and you switch it over and all the lights go out and you turn around and all you see is like the glow of the buttons in the room and all you have is your fly you're like oh this freaking sucks yeah and he's not too talky he's he when he does talk it actually makes sense now because now he's not just like when they're talking to him and he just sits there and has no response now he's actually giving some you know good engineer advice of like oh this is how this works like he would be doing you know unlike how they had him voiceless in the first game yeah um so he doesn't overstay his welcome with the talking yeah he doesn't just talk like he doesn't it's not like god of war where kratos has passive conversations or or it's like when this like (laughs) and i'm gonna say cutscene because there's no real cutscenes but i'm gonna say cutscene and quick like when the uh, when they bring like one of the persons up on like your your visor and they're talking to you, he talks back to them like they're having a conversation. Like you would you would almost expect like where um, Hammond might be saying like, oh, I need you to go and uh, activate these three things so that we whatever so that we can fix this area and gain access to it. Right? Isaac will respond and say, okay, but this is going to be a, like, this and that might be a problem or something like that. And it, it, it makes more sense. Um, but, and like, when you are just, yeah. like, walking and fighting, he's not talking. Right, and the other thing that I thought was, Matt, because I feel like this is where they got it deeper with narrative just by a simple line, is when they start talking about the marker and unitology, and the Isaac just chimes in with that whole thing that caught me. It was like, my parents were into unitology and I always thought it was full of crap. And I'm just like, holy freaking cow. I don't remember him being like that. And like, you know, basically trying to even talk about like his past or how he's even involved, involved with the religion that this whole game kind of revolves around. Yeah. And, and to not spoil anything, they did add some side stories that you can do. Where you get a that. little bit more information about, um, like about some stuff, um, and it almost feels like we're gonna get a Dead Space two and three remake. Think so? At, at least yes. two. I don't know about three. That'd be good. No, so they definitely didn't decanonize three. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay, they they definitely didn't decanonize three. That's a that's a straight up fact, right? They might the remake of three might make three completely different. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like that that might be the Final Fantasy VII remake style game. You see, right. I haven't actually right. played three. It was so. heavily action adventure. There was no horror in Dead Space three. Yeah, there was no horror in Dead, and so Dead Space three might play out differently. But the lore of the Dead Space universe that was learned in Dead Space three is definitely still accurate that's fine um and and so i would love to see dead space 2 done like this um because it's almost like this in that the way the levels work and stuff like that but dead space 2 was almost linear like you you don't go back to a whole lot of areas in dead space 2 do you no yeah they, they made it so like you know how like in dead space 1 you go back through areas all the time 
Uh, I like, believe so, yeah. In the original? In the original, you go back through levels all the time. There's like, some backtracking, yes. Like, you, you go back, like, you go back to almost every area at least once. Hmm. In the remake, everything's one level. And the chapters just kind of split it up narratively. But you can go back to any of the areas whenever you want. It's basically... It's not an open world, right? It's not like a traditional open world, but it's like the, the whole ship is open to you. Uh, depending on what you've unlocked. You might not have unlocked certain areas yet because you're not far enough in. But you, you can go back to the areas you've been to. In fact, you're encouraged to. Um, Was the security level thing in the original game? No. 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 The way so that's worked, an addition now. The way it worked in the original game was certain lockers were red and certain lockers were white. And you could open the white ones and you couldn't open the red ones until you came back to the area in a future ver in a future level, quote. In this, they have the the level, the, the security clearance to make that just kind of make narrative sense as to why you can't open certain lockers or certain doors, but you literally just can later. Um and, and th that they, they put the whole security clearance in, and a lot of that is a balanced design because if you go to the like the the bridge of the ship, right? Because you do you definitely have to go back to the bridge of the ship because uh, I just did that today. And the first time you're there, there's a bunch of chests you can't open because there's security clearance three. Well, by the time you have to go back to the second time, you have gotten to the point in the narrative where you have security clearance three, and they can guarantee that there's a bunch of chests and stuff there for you to open to get more items to replenish you because when you're going through the areas you're always looting to get items and so the security clearance system was a way to do that without the weird oh suddenly this locker is no longer red because you're in the later you're you're in the 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 different version of the level later does that make sense it was just a there was a narrative explanation to explain why because it was an open so ship why you could actually just not open things until later see that's for, where... totally for balance points that, see, that, that's that is... where uh, I was just agreeing with you that the, I feel like sometimes doing a, like a remake, remaster, refurbishment, whatever you want to call it, it, you can go in and balance the narrative to make a little bit more narrative yes. sense. And it it feels like because like I, I would honest I would probably say that Dead Space Two is generally the more popular one. Am I wrong in saying that? No, that's my favorite. No, yeah, it is the more I don't popular. Know. One. I don't know. For to sure. be honest. Uh, well, I mean, I've, like, they struck the from what I've balance. gathered, it's generally the more favorite. Dead Space I, Three I is definitely it, not in the honest. running. Mm. Um, but it feels like they the lessons that they took into Dead Space Two they back applied to this, as opposed to trying to do whatever they did with Dead Space Three. Well, that was when EA was on a uh, co-op. Yeah. So, like they were trying to throw multiplayer or co-op into everything. And hey, I generally like co-op to be honest with you and having those features, but not in a horror game. That being said, though, I mean, I would like to give it a go sometime with somebody. <laughs> maybe you know anybody here. Maybe uh, do a, a Dead Space Three co-op sometime. So we see. I do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. You have it in your backlog too. And then I know I have it. I have it. I own all of the 360 versions and this remake. And I need to, I need to go back and play, finish playing too. Cause, I, dude, what I loved mm -hmm. about Dead Space back in the day was it was one of those games that was just so good and popular that they created the cartoon to, I forget what it was. I think it was like, I, I forget have, what it was. Yeah. I have it. I remember watching because I remember watching that mm -hmm. needle push yeah. on the eye. Um, and they did and it with Mass Effect, and it was bad. <laughs> yeah, see that, 
and that's where um i just really i really wanted to go back and just experience that whole thing uh that at least that the the world that they crafted and you know i'm gonna to be brutally honest because i guess that's what i've been doing tonight um it feels like the guys over at Crafton or whatever with the Kalisto protocol were trying to recapture that and they did not. Um, and I really feel that, I mean, literally right now, if we had Kalisto protocol in one hand and dead space, this, this version of dead space in your hand and you had to pick one go with dead space at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, this is, this this remake is incredible. Also, I I'd like to say I'm not the one who called it a refurbishment. That was um uh the the director of the thing. I cannot think of his name. John Carpenter. That was John Carpenter who said well, that. Well, you were the first person I've heard say, the, say use that word. So I guess I'm just stealing it from you for wherever you got it from. Yeah, you no, know, Jay, I got I got it from John Carpenter. The See, the director of the thing, who's a huge Dead Space fan. Yeah. See, I'd love to see him do. I know they said that they he was playing with the idea of wanting to do a movie yes. like that, and I think it'd be cool because I mean, I remember when freaking John Carpenter freaking Ghosts of Mars with Ice Cube. I mean, that like mm -hmm. that was like a cult classic for me. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, the, ten out of ten, I'd recommend this this game right now. Okay. Um, right. would recommend either picking it up if you're someone who has EA Play and can get it for $62 on Xbox or getting it on PC for 60 because they didn't charge on 70 on PC for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, but... Interesting. All right. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Now, Dots, buddy, I, I, is this... Uh, are you a Dead Space fan by chance? Have you uh, uh, played the Dead Space remake or are you not into, like, horror titles? I have played only one of them arguably the best one dead space three uh, <laughs> um all right no i i have only played three because me and crusaders friend um got me into it uh because co-op and i i have dead space is one of those games where i watch other people play it and watch it like a movie for the lore kind of thing so hmm. um I'm not opposed to playing it. I I just it. I'm not a big horror game guy. It just doesn't really do anything for me. Um, mm -hmm. I love the lore. I love I love the, the 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 whole thing about the marker and the necromorphs and you know, and the the lore they brought into three honestly wasn't that bad in my opinion. Obviously, you know, diehard one and two fans might disagree with that. I don't know. I didn't play one or two. Um, I do. <laughs> I had a friend who did play a lot of Dead Space 1. Um, and I asked him for his opinion, because I thought, hey, you know what? I, I I don't know a lot about, you know, the remake or one. I'll ask him for it. And he, and he sent me a, like, eight-plus paragraph essay on his thoughts on it. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to bring that into the show, but I, I'll, I'll touch on <laughs> what I saw. And it's like, you know, I, I, I love, from what I've seen, I, I I was literally in Crusader's basement today. Just I, I like w looked at him playing it for like ten minutes. And I was like, this game looks really good. Like just looks. Oh yeah, really without good. a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. No, I great. was playing it in performance mode. <laughs> okay, I wasn't even playing it in fidel the fidelity mode. I was playing it in the sixty fps. What the heck is a fidelity mode? I don't it's even the, know. like it's like the um the ray tracing turned on, but it doesn't wow. hit sixty fps. It's like a thirty fps mode. Okay. I recommend fidelity mode. Yeah, probably. Just because you're sluggish anyway. 
Yeah. You, you, I haven't even noticed it. So, and when actually I do the 60, it makes it look really weird to me. It's kind of like when it, it's like that filmic thing, but in this case, it actually works because it, it take almost takes me out of the experience because he didn't move like this in the first one. Plus, he's kind of slow and sluggish anyway. Mm-hmm. So when it does that, it like it looks like when you're watching a a movie at like 60 frames. It's like no, go back, put <laughs> go back to 24 frames. This looks terrible. That's what it does to me. But oh. what 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 I got from my friend, you know, without you know using his opinion as mine, but I, I I valued his opinion, so I thought I'd bring it to the table. Is that he he apparently has put hundreds of hours into Dead Space One, which I don't know if that you know, comes close to Centurion, but, you know, in terms of my friend group, I feel like that's, like, the closest I can get. He said, I mean, he said that he loves that there's no uh, mouse sensitivity issues because apparently that was an issue in the first one, so that's good to know. Um, He, I mean, uh, graphics, enemy spawning system, you mentioned that with the AI spawning system. Um, And then his biggest, his biggest uh, negative that, uh, which I, which we actually talked about a bit which i thought was interesting to hear about was that apparently it doesn't get quiet enough at times like there's always some loud background noise or something versus apparently in the original you had moments of eerie silence and then you had to deal with something you know out of the blue versus there's always a noise going in the background there's always something going on and then on top of hey you know a necromorphs now and and there wasn't like a you know a you know from silent to a hundred, oh shit! This this is a moment kind of thing. Versus, we're always hanging around the the fifty sixty mark, and then we go up to a hundred. And like, okay, I was kind of you know already in a mindset. So, the the fact that you know, and and that's and that's something I find interesting is you know it, the game looks beautiful. Um, I did hear that it it's it's a lot darker than the first game because I guess in the first game there was no total darkness. There was just kind of like a really dark fog. So it was kind of hard to see things if you didn't have a light on it versus now if you don't have a light, you don't see anything unless except for like flashing panels on the walls. And that's why you have to choose between uh, lights or oxygen or whatever, which that that's cool, too. But sound is very important, especially in a horror game. So if, if there's mo- if, if you are constantly in a box and there's lots of noise and then just more noise comes on to that. That's not as impactful as a jump from saying, hey, you know, you feel like you're in this moment of calm, there's no noise, and all of a sudden you just get, bam, hit with something. So I thought that was an interesting take that I would bring to the table. All right. All right. Fair take. Fair take. I think we've had a lot of uh, valuable insights tonight in the game, guys. Honestly, no, it looks like most of the panel is uh, played, if not everybody except for me. Again, I'll uh, wait and see on this one. I'm quite fine with the original how it is. But again, if the uh, price comes down a little bit, I might dive into it. But uh, I definitely need to play three, though. So I'll definitely be hitting up uh, one of you guys or (laughs) who knows, maybe everybody at some point. But uh, yeah, guys, it looks like we've come to an end to things for this one. That's a fun chat tonight. Really on awesome. Uh, with all you guys, as per usual, we talked about Age of Empires 2 coming to Xbox, finally. Dead Space, of course, and a whole bunch of Xbox-related news. 
And we hope everyone that tuned in enjoyed enjoyed tonight's show. And if you did, guys, please consider dropping a like, sharing this episode out, and of course, subbing to the channel to stay up to date on all things TXR and Xbox related. With that said, though, uh, let's go on over to the outros. Uh, Dots, buddy, it was great having you on again. Um, great chat. Where can uh, all these wonderful people follow you? Uh, you can follow me or find me on Dots RTS on Twitter. Um, I'm probably going to be a lot more active on Twitter this this upcoming year with you know Company of Heroes Three, which has an open multiplayer beta. You guys should you know give that a try. Homeworld 3 coming out, Age of Empires 4 coming out later this year, like all good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, always happy to be on the show, always happy to waste 50 minutes of your two-hour runtime talking about an RTS game. Uh, you know, always a pleasure. <laughs> Feel free to invite me back again anytime so I can, you know, do the same thing. Um, but yeah, no, always a pleasure. I love talking to you guys and, um, you know, right now, the, 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 the consensus of this podcast Go to Xbox if you want to play RTS games. That's the way to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's seeming like that. I hope they stick with that trend. And it looks like they're um, they're going to be making uh, good on that. We'll see. I just hope we get some, uh, you know, more gameplay with some things. Definitely want to see Age of Mythology and so on and so forth. It, it's looking good. It's looking good so far in the near future. Uh, moving on down the list... Eric Shockley, pal. Hey, awesome show, pal. Um, where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, as always, at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, hopefully be at least good halfway into uh, Dead Space since I'm already about finished with GoldenEye here. So um, definitely uh, one to get to the uh, see hear what everybody else is talking about. I've only got a couple hours in, so uh, definitely ready to experience the rest, but have a good night. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's I uh, can't wait to hear more of your reaction to it as you go into it. Moving on down, General MLD, buddy. Hey, awesome show yourself. Uh, lots of valuable insight. Where can everybody follow you? Yeah, you guys can find me at MLD Ghost on Twitter. Gamertag Ghost MLD. Yeah, great show. The time just flew by. Like, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. And yeah, look look forward to, to the next one. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. We uh, jammed uh, a lot of different things into the show. I'm really proud of that, actually. Um, yeah, no, great chat, as per usual. Uh, moving on down here, Centurion, buddy. Hey, I thought you had a really uh, some really awesome takes, too. Love where you took some things. Uh, where can all these fine people follow you? Oh, uh, well... Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, always enjoy debating with you guys. It's always fun just chatting this stuff out, hearing everyone's opinions, um, finding out what they're passionate about. Thank you to everybody out in the chat that uh, joined us tonight. Uh, for those interested in listening to me and my banter, you can find me every Sunday night on two shows. The first one comes on two hours before this one with Gaming Beyond the Box. Uh, we took the night off because uh, Wilmington uh, got to cold right now, so we decided to take the night off. Um, and then you can find me right here on TXR right after that with this amazing group of gentlemen. And tomorrow, uh, for the first time in months, me and Stubbs Gaming are getting together on my channel. And we're going to be doing an episode of Plastic Platforms uh, where we're just going to kind of go back and forth and just have some fun. Because it's actually been a few months since me and him have been able to actually physically chat. So this is going to be a blast. Oh, nice. I'm, I'll, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, it's always a... Uh... 
an interesting talk with uh, you and Stubbs together. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Moving on down, Mr. Crusader, pal. Hey, I thought you had a really awesome show yourself. Uh, where, again, where can all these people find find you? Yeah, you can find me at Crusader3456, basically on every major social media and gaming platform. Um, and if anyone wants to help me out, I'm actually looking for some online stores that are like the online store of like a local game store. Because I'd rather give like uh, someone's local game store somewhere by bit my business for used games before I like have to use Amazon. All right, all right, I'll uh, yeah, okay, I'll look into that for you. And let's see. Oh yeah, and to round out the crew, of course you can uh, find my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming. I've been doing a bunch of GoldenEye 007 achievement guides, and uh, I guess they're also tied into speed runs as well. So hey, come check me out if you're into that. Also. Uh, gonna try out some other uh, game titles too uh, in the near future but yeah guys really good show tonight and we are looking forward to seeing you here on the next one later